hay supply looks pretty good for Wisconsin thanks to a good 2022 crop. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin is an island of good supply in the midst of extreme shortages across the country. That's according to Emeritus Extension Forage Specialist Dan Undersander. He provides insight into what we can expect for 2023's crop and if winter kill is an issue. As far as winter kill, it's really too early to tell yet. We won't know for another month or so what the winter kill situation is. As you're aware, a lot of the region is still covered by snow or has recently been covered by snow. So uh, until the alfalfa starts to green up, we won't have any real idea of winter kill. We do encourage farmers to uh, go out and check some fields they're concerned about uh, as soon as the ground is thawed to dig the top six inches of a couple alfalfa crowns and look for the health of the crown. If it looks like a white turgid potato, then it's healthy. If it's brown and ropey, then it's it's dead or dying, and uh, that can give a person a little bit of jump on what the field as a whole is going to be like. Is right now winter 2022-23 bearing well for alfalfa? Uh, <laughs> well, I think so. Uh, several caveats there. The first thing is that the situation is always spotty. Some places had more consistent snow cover, some not. As I look at the northern two-thirds of the state, we've had snow pretty consistently all winter, so the chances of winter kill are quite low. Down here on the southern third of the state, uh, there is potential in some areas, particularly where we had some heavy rains and water standing in the fields. Uh, But again, we won't know until uh, the plants start to green up and we can do an assessment. Uh, At this time of year, all we can do is worry. How is price compared to supply looking right now? Well, uh, Wisconsin is uh, is kind of an island of good supply in the midst of uh, extreme shortages across the country. Uh, the hay supply is at its 50-year low. And so um, there are a lot of regions that are really short on hay. Uh, as I just said, though, fortunately, uh, Wisconsin had a good year last year. Uh, and our hay supply is more than adequate. We didn't have the drought that uh, basically the western half of the United States had, and this was their second year of drought. So um, that has given us a a big advantage in terms of of the uh, amount of hay that we have for sale. Having said that, uh, prices of hay are still uh, near to record highs. And uh, I'm looking at some uh, data from a week ago. It looks like the hay prices have stayed fairly consistent over winter, and they're still at about uh, $250 a ton for dairy quality hay in large square bales. The thing uh, that we need to uh, remember, though, is that we should be paying attention to that quality of the hay and we should be buying by the ton and not by the bale. Another comment that I might make is that the uh, the form that the hay is in makes a big difference. Uh, large round bales sell for about $20 less than square bales, and small square bales sell for about $80 more. The small square bales, of course, are going into the horse industry and require much more labor. 
for those who are maybe looking to buy hay, whether that's for horses or cattle even, what should they be looking for to ensure that it's high-quality hay? Well, one can look at uh, several things. Look at the hay and see is it leafy. Uh, look, smell, uh, particularly horses, to see if there is any indication of mustiness. Uh, the other thing is it is really not a bad idea to take a sample and and buy the hay based on a forage quality test, either provided by the seller or make arrangements to uh, have a test done with uh, the seller and then any price adjustment if necessary. But um, the, the true test is a forage test, and, and then, of course, we'd want to weigh the square, the bales. Particularly, uh, large round bales are often sold by the bale, and the bale density can vary by 30 or 40 percent. But horses and cattle eat on a pound basis, so what counts is not how many bales you got, but how many pounds you got. Looking forward to our new crop, what do you think 2023 will bring? Uh, well, I'm, I'm optimistic. First off, uh, for those growers, the prices are going to stay, I think, high. Uh, there'll be opportunity to sell. The other thing is that uh, fertilizer prices are tending down a little bit, so the cost of production won't be quite as high as it was the last couple of years. Um, whether or not prices stay where they are depends on basically how much rain occurs to the west of here. And uh, while it um, hopefully they will get the rain that they need, uh, they're also in the process of increasing their cattle herds, and so their consumption needs will increase as well. So uh, overall, I'd say for Wisconsin growers, we're looking at uh, good hay prices, a good opportunity to sell. And then I would be concerned about trying to make the hay on a quality basis and, again, try to put in the uh, large square or the half-ton bales, particularly rather than round bales, which sell for 20 to $30 less. With that drought being an issue in other states, what are some of the main concerns for hay that maybe we are selling to those states or even bringing in from other states? I guess we're not too concerned about the movement of hay across the country for horses and for cattle and sheep. Uh, we don't have to worry about wheat so much as if we're buying hay to go into a national park and it needs to be certified weed-free. But for our feeding, that's not a big issue. The main thing I would say is to be assured of the tonnage, the quality, and then have an idea of what the transportation cost will be. Uh, also have an understanding of when payment is due on any purchase and be prepared to uh, deal with that accordingly. So you mentioned weeds aren't necessarily an issue as much for us, but are there any invasive weeds that can be an issue or that could potentially come up? The, the real situation with purchased hay is that uh, the weed spread is, spread is less than uh, it would be from other circumstances. A lot of the weed may not have gone to seed. Uh, and, of course, we would encourage buyers to look at the bales, and you can tell if there's a significant weed content or if it's fairly pure alfalfa and or alfalfa grass mixtures. So the first thing is a visual assessment of the bales, and then the second thing is to be a little bit careful about how they're fed. But uh, generally, uh, weeds are not considered to be a hay uh, problem with hay 
transport and movement and feeding. Do you have any other tips for people who might be concerned about their forage levels come spring? The thing to think about, of course, is uh, is what your supply is, how long that, if you have animals that will carry you into the summer. Uh, if you uh, have land and are growing your own hay, a small grain seeded this spring is the fastest way to get some tonnage of forage for your animals. The other thing is to think about waiting till close to when first cutting comes on the market and then assuming the yields will be good, that usually is when the prices are at their lowest. Uh, they'll continue down through summer. If yields are good, they'll go up if we're in a dry situation like they did last year. So um, a little bit of it's watch the weather, watch the market, um, and then do think about what you can grow yourself for forage feed. Uh, the main thing about the alfalfa crop, I think, is not just to look at whether it survived, but to look at how thick the stand is. Is it going to yield at an optimum level for you? And then in this time of high grain prices and high nitrogen costs, uh, if your stand is at all thin, it may be worthwhile to uh, turn that stand over, uh, take the legume credits, take the rotational benefit for your corn crop. It's a good way to save cost of corn production for either grain or silage, and then to come back and replant some acres of alfalfa to have stronger stands. So. The, the main thing about doing an assessment of your stand as early as possible is to know if it might be beneficial to you to reseed rather than try to keep thin stands. That was Emeritus Extension Forage Specialist Dan Undersander. For more assistance with forages, contact your county extension office. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.